basic. As you know, this episode is starting out a little bit differently already because it's just me, but it's not just me actually because I have my husband, my partner in crime, my gosh, everything. There's so many words I could say about him, but just my best friend, um, my confidant, my other half, so many things I could say about you, babe. I have my husband Tyler here with me. Hello. Hello. And we are going to be talking about parenting on this episode. Soon, Cammie and Steven will come on and do an episode as well focused on marriage. And so that one's going to be super, super awesome. Um, they're just a couple that we not only look up to, but just love to do life with. And they are going to speak into marriage um, just in so many cool ways. So I'm excited for y'all to hear that. But today, we're talking about parenting. And you guys sent in some questions via Instagram when we asked if there was anything you would like to ask Tyler and I, when it comes to parenting, we have a three-month-old little boy, George, and then we have a three-year-old little girl, Gwen, and they keep us busy, to say the least, um, but I would say that we're both 50-50 when it comes to parenting, and so I'm really excited for you guys just to like hear these questions, and I'm glad you sent in some real questions, and we're going to be talking about just the challenges that we have faced um, in these three years of parenting and the way that we've seen Jesus. And so we're super excited. But babe, first, before we dive in, why don't you describe the situation and like the setting that we're in right now and where our kids are at right now? Because this is part of the whole podcast. Totally. Yeah, we are sitting on a side table in our master bedroom, uh, posted up after we put both kids to bed. Actually, Amanda, uh, the true hero of the night, let me go play hockey tonight, and she put both kids down. So she's the real MVP, and I just got to come home and um, eat cereal, and now I'm here. So, um, But yes, we're sitting on a side table, and the kids are down, and it's quiet. and It's, it's 10 o'clock at night, yes. because when else can a mom and a dad do a podcast? Yes, so it's great. Yeah, I can't complain. Okay, so oh, also, I should side note right now, this is totally winging it, because... Just like Cammie and I want you guys to feel like you're at coffee with us, we really want these episodes to also feel like you are on a double date with us, or if you're single, ready to mingle, you're our third wheel. So anyways, we have not really gone over any of these questions ahead of time. We just wanted it to be We're winging it just like our parenting style. Oh, I like that. Yes. Boom. Boom. Roasted for for you office fans. Okay, question number one. How do first-time parents get over the fear of the unknown? Question mark, question mark, question mark. You want me to go first or are you? I'll go. Okay. Lots of prayer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get so much, you get so much advice from other people and family and whoever it may be. And just from our experience, it's like taking advice is great, but every kid is so different Mm -hmm. and every situation with your kid is so different. So I thought there's, you know, our family and friends gave us great advice, but uh, I think we were very good at, you know, just constantly. You have to figure out what works for you as parents because 
every mom's different. Every dad is different. Every couple is different. Every kid is different. Like there's just no, God literally doesn't make the same person twice. So advice is great, but unsolicited advice, you kind of just have to like take it with a grain of salt and know that like, this is going to be trial and error for the most part. Yeah. And we were, you know, just praying for patience and because I mean, it's just a completely different life once, once your kid gets here and, um, yeah, I mean, it, and it helps to have a partner too that you can pray with and that, you know, um, different personalities. I'm, I'm much more of a logical person and Amanda's on the I'm emotion the feeler side. For sure. Yeah, the feeler for sure. So um, putting those so things good. together, we were able to both bring something to the table that I think made each other comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it was, just, I almost feel like it was more of a relief when Gwen got here because... Once she was here, I felt like I didn't feel, I guess maybe because it wasn't unknown anymore. Yeah. She was known, but I feel like once she got here, it felt so right and so comfortable that we just started going. I mean, we didn't stop. It is weird. Like if you've never been parents before, once your baby arrives, like the day that they're born, you just can't imagine life without them. Yeah. Like everyone says it, but it really does feel like you've known them forever. And that was one of the things when we were, when we first had Gwen, it was just like, how can this tiny human only be in the world for three days and I already love her so much like I already can't imagine life without her it's crazy yeah and the thing is is the the unknown stuff it just continues and continues until the day that we you know kick them out of the house right but um it's just got to be constant communication and prayer I think that's helped us so much Mm -hmm. because we're going to run into the unknown I mean as they grow and hit these milestones and I think we've just I think we've just really uh, tried to embrace it all, whether it's good or bad or um, right. Like worrisome. we've known that... like we, like God, God was so gr- gracious to give us these children, and it's like you know we we're just along for the ride, and you know we just want to do the best we can for the roles that we've been given. So, mm-hmm. and I would say too, like you kind of don't really overcome the fear of the unknown, but it's more of just like learning to ride the wave with the unknown. Yeah. So kind of like piggybacking off what you were saying, you know, if you've ever been in any new season, whether it's like moving out, going to college, getting a new job, getting married, like those are all brand new seasons and they're all going to come with their sets of unknown. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me personally as a mom was like you said, prayer and just asking God and saying like, hey, you've clearly given, given me Gwen and George. You know that I'm the only mom that can mom them the way that you've wanted, the way that you've um, called me to. And I know at the end of the day, like even if it's a struggle bus kind of day, that like ultimately my job as a mom is to give them back to the Lord. Yeah, that's good. And honestly, all I'm doing is stewarding their days. But I, I just told a friend this who just had a baby literally three days ago because she's kind of struggling with just like, everything's so new and it's so hard in the beginning, especially with your first, cause you're, you just, you're up all day. Like, especially if you're nursing everything, like your body hurts from labor. There's just so many things that go into it. And I told her there's literally nothing that you can do wrong. Like literally think of it the way I think of parenting in the same way that Jesus tells us we, we're his children. And as Christians, like there is literally nothing we can do. Like he completely got rid of the point system. So there's literally nothing that we can do to screw up. And I feel like when it comes to parenting, we have to know that at the end of the day, if we 
if, if our if our end goal at the end of the day is to give them back to the, the Lord and say, did I love them? Did I make them feel known? Did I make them feel seen? Did I pray over them? You can't really mess up. God's yeah. going to do the rest. Yeah. And it's like, as long as you're doing your part and your job, then that's really all you can do. And and you kind of just have to settle into the fact and know that there will be a lot of unknowns. Yeah. No, and that, I think, too, like, that's what, and then becoming a parent, you look back and I just can't, Amanda and I have um, incredible parents, and we were so fortunate with that, but you start to look back and you realize, like, to me anyways, the most uh, incredible parents that I could think of, or uh, whether they're my own or Amanda's or, you know, aunts or uncles, it's like, were they the perfect parent? No, probably not. Did they make mistakes? Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, like they... They showed us love. They showed us love, and they were genuinely trying they were genuinely wanting to succeed so Mm -hmm. much and like that kind of gives you grace when you're in that situation because it's like i know that i'm not going to be a perfect parent but i I hope my children look at me one day and be like wow he really tried you know Mm -hmm. like he really Mm -hmm. wanted the best for me so Yeah. yeah i think and i think too like if jesus has called you to this new season of being a parent like he's not looking for perfection he's just looking for submission and saying that okay lord these children are yours and i submit them to you and then i think if you can do that then you can really be okay with knowing that there will be unknowns in this new season and you just gotta like learn to laugh at the things that you laugh at and like cry at the things that you're gonna cry at and all of that's okay like know that every single feeling and emotion is okay absolutely okay question number two how did you know you were ready to be parents and start trying to get pregnant? Well, <laughs> listener. <laughs> so Tyler and I were one of the, well, I don't know, one of the few, one of the whatevers. I don't know how many there are in the world, but we actually just kind of had the conversation once that we were okay if we, if we got pregnant. Like we felt like we were ready. We had prayed about it, and we just felt, like, completely at peace with it. And we were one of those kind of odd couples out that just got pregnant the first time we tried. So we kind of didn't have prep time. But, like, now that I think about it, that's exactly how Jesus, like, needed it to be for us. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, like you said, I don't – there wasn't, like, a defining moment where we were like, hey, let's start having – these conversations about wanting to try to have kids. I think, you know, we brought it up a couple of times and we both were just like, yeah, I mean, we were kind of like, if it happens, great. If it happens. If it, yeah. If, if it not, happens, that's happen- okay too. Cause we were totally cool with having like another sure. year of marriage. Under yeah. our belt. And we everyone were- had told us like, Oh, it may take a year. Like, you know, don't get frustrated or whatever. Well, and it may, but also guys, it may take a day. So yeah. just a heads up if yeah. you're one of those people. Um, but yeah, we kind of just didn't have a lot of prep time, but I will say, like I was saying earlier, that was totally the way that God had designed it for just me and Tyler um, specifically because I, the Cammie will laugh when she hears this, but I am definitely one of those people that like once I've decided something, I think we even said it on the podcast before, but once I've decided something, we kind of just do it. Like we just make that decision. And it's really funny to me that being parents kind of happened in the same way. It was like we decided we were cool with it. And then at that point there was like no going back. Yeah, and I think from a man's perspective, I I, th- I guess I'd always heard like, yeah, it takes time, it take a year, you'll get pregnant in a year, and it's like, okay, yeah, and then it happened, and you're just like, okay, game on. Yeah, and then at that point, we just like, <laughs> we were just in the fire. Yep, that's right. 
Okay, the next question is, what are some of our challenges lately that we have had since having two children? How like, long do you have? Yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot. Okay, I'll say mine, my like latest challenge. Good is, challenges, by the way. These are not like things that we dread. No, no, no. These it's are, good, these are, but these also are, hard. Like this is, I mean, good, yeah, good, but hard. For sure. Yeah. And it's weird. I feel like with parenting, like it's very bittersweet. Okay, so for instance, I'll just tell this story of what like recently has been challenging for me. Um, I turned thirty October fifth, and my sweet husband had a surprise trip planned for us. And right now, our three-month-old little boy will not take a bottle. So he is exclusively breastfeeding. And Gwen was not like that at all. She very much took, like, the boob, the bottle, like, took both of them evenly. And George just is a little, you know, a little bit of a mama's boy right now. So, but again, I have to remind myself, like, he's three months old. This is totally okay. Like, if there's any time to be focused on my baby, it's right now because he physically not he physically needs my body and not just me emotionally but really to survive because he will not take any formula, won't even take breast milk from the bottle, literally just strictly my boobs. So we've tried all sorts of things. We've tried spending money on bottles, like a ton of stuff. So anyways, if you have any, if anyone listening has any tips, like feel free yeah, to send you know those any in. Special bottles, if you know any special bottles, please let us know. Um, so the biggest challenge is he right now is that Tyler booked this trip for us and we had grandmas that were like scheduled to watch both the babies while we were gone. And the trip's just getting closer and closer, and George still has not taken a bottle. And it's to the point where he would go, like, eight or nine hours without eating. We even tried, like, I would leave to go work or do a shoot or come do the podcast or whatever so we could have little trial runs with him taking the bottle and still nothing. Like, he would just literally cry and scream until his eyes were whelped up and red. And I can't even be around when he's doing that because as a mom, your body just, like, wants to feed him immediately and just give in. So anyways, tried all sorts of things. And this is about two or three days before the trip, before my birthday. And you just kind of looked at me and you were like, babe, I really think that we need to make a wise decision here and reschedule this trip because one of two, one or two things is going to happen. Either one, you're going to be checking in on him worried every single hour that you're not really even going to fully enjoy yourself on a getaway trip anyways. Or two, he's going to scream for both of our moms and that's not fun to put any grandma through. Like that's not even... George said aside, obviously, like, that's not fun for him, but even more so, it's not fun for the grandma who, like, loves and adores this baby to, like, have to deal with him screaming the whole time trying to figure out how to take a bottle. Sure. So, he's telling me this, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I get it, but inside, I'm like, no, we are going on this trip. Like, mommy needs this trip. I have not had a rim sleep in three months. Like, this is happening. I'm turning 30. Like, I deserve this. So I'm like feeling that inside, like fighting everything Tyler is saying. And then finally, but secretly like deep down knowing he's right. And then my mom comes over to do another trial run of the bottle thing before we leave for our trip. And he's just not taking it. And so my mom looks at me and she's like, babe, I think that Tyler's right. I really think that you need to reschedule this. And I just like threw my hands in the air and was like, fine, reschedule it. And just started bawling my eyes out. And I had a pity party for a minute, for a day, and then I was okay, but... All that being said, that has been the most challenging thing that has recently happened just because it's not that I want to just get away from my kids and, you know, don't want to be around them. Like, of course, we'd miss them. We love and adore them so much. But Tyler and I did come first and our marriage came first. And I, if I'm going to be very honest and raw, have really missed just sitting in bed talking to you 
and not having, you know, an interrupted time where we're just like talking and either Gwen needs to go potty or George needs to be fed and he's crying and we're just exhausted. And so we end up going to sleep and, you know, I just wanted that one-on-one quality time with you. And I wanted to switch from coffee to wine. Like I was going to be in it. I was already, even when I had had hard days of parenting leading up to this trip, I kept looking at my calendar, telling myself like, it's okay. The trip's coming up. Like it's okay. The trip's coming up. And so when it was taken away, I just kind of had a little, little bit of a meltdown, but that's been the most challenging thing for me for sure. Yeah. I mean, and when we talk about challenges, it's like, we are so lucky. Like, our kids are healthy. Like when we say challenges, it's not like totally. We are so fortunate with our, our children in that aspect of these challenges we're talking about are are things that are tough on us, but um, tough you know, on me selfishly. But yeah, in the, exactly. But in yeah. the grand scheme of grand things, scheme of things, it's it's really very minimal. You know, a challenge could be like you said, getting to. Uh, Getting Gwen to school on time and packing two kids up, taking them right, to the learning store. how to get out of the house with two I kids. I mean, those you can call those you know challenges, but in the grand scheme of things, those things um, work themselves out, and we're so fortunate. And you know, like she said with George, I mean, there's some times that are tough, but it, the thing is, it's it's what's hard, and, and uh, for at least on my side of things, it's like uh, you know. There's only so much I can do because, like she said, with Gwen, she went straight to the NICU right after she was born. So I got to feed her, you know, her for a long time. And we connected like that. You fed her first, Not that me and George haven't connected. Right. But it's different. He's strictly you. I mean, he's strictly you. Every baby's different. And it's it's crazy because it's like he knows that. And, um, you know, so I think there's different um, challenges that we both face on – different aspects of it but in the grand scheme i mean we are just so lucky oh totally so yeah that's been i would say like selfishly that's been like a big challenge but but you know like you said in the grand scheme of things like our children are healthy and that kind of leads me into the next question and it says what has the one best thing been about parenting as husband and wife and then Two, what has been the hardest thing that it's done for your relationship as husband and wife being parents? So I guess a way to sum that up would be best thing and hardest thing about parenting and kind of like what it's done to our marriage or best thing it's done for our marriage. Yeah. I mean, just like you were just talking about, like um, the trip and stuff. I mean, I think it's really made us focus on being intentional with Mm -hmm. each other because uh, with two kids or one kid, it doesn't matter. I mean, you are go, go, go all the time. And you may think that, you know, you're in the house with your spouse and uh, just because you're there that you're connected. But that's, I mean, that's really not the case. And, you know, sometimes you can get disconnected if you're putting all your efforts towards whether it, you go to work, you know, from mm-hmm. eight to five and then get home and want to see your kid. And, you you know, it's it's real easy to get caught up in all that stuff. And, and this is actually I mean, interesting because you work from home. Todd and I both yeah, very work fortunate from home. Too, but yeah, we're, but that we doesn't figured, mean we, we figured that out the hard way because I'd work from home all day, and then you know a week would go by and we'd feel disconnected and be like, "Well, we were in the same house, but there wasn't that intentional time because she was trying to get the kids, I was trying to work." So 
Yeah, I think I think the I think the best thing it's done for us for sure has just made us realize that we have to be intentional about like date nights. We have to be intentional about conversations that we want to have. Like, we have to know that at the end of the day, like if we if it's been a challenging or like a time consuming day parenting where the kids have just like taken a lot out of us like emotionally and physically, I think like human nature we kind of want to just like lay in bed and watch a show or just kind of like decompress and do something mindless. But like. If there's something we need to talk about that's important, like we're not guaranteed tomorrow, and so yeah. I think it's been, it's been really, really good for us, and also just kind of pushes us and is, has been a little bit difficult, but it's been really good to know that like we have to be intentional with yeah. the relationship we have as husband and wife because parenting takes a lot out of you. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And then the next thing I was gonna say, the best and hardest is like the life that you are living now is living. Uh, selflessly and in the grand scheme of things it's the greatest thing because I, you know that's how God intended us to be as disciples and stuff and you 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 see that such in such a different light with kids and a spouse or whoever it may be but I mean you like are committing your life to these kids and your wife and you just want the best for them and there's there's some really there's some amazing things that come from that and you kind of get a tiny glimpse of what it's, you know, I think that's, I I see things. It's like, Oh, that's how God wants us to treat people and others. And, Mm -hmm. you know, give up your, you can die to yourself or others, which is great. But on the other side of it, it's, it's extremely hard Mm -hmm. because there's just, I don't know. There's just something that you, you know, you (laughs) want to be selfish about certain things and you want to, you know it's just human nature to be yeah, selfish yeah. for sure okay so did we answer those the best and hardest yeah we answered the yeah they're kind of that's weird i feel like the best and the hardest of, is all like kind yeah. of connected for yeah. sure it's hard but i think that's yeah that's you know what, the difficult times and the hard times i think they're kind of what make it, it the best yeah it turns it around into something great because you know it's the experience and and that's funny i was just telling a friend yesterday who um just recently had a baby that she's really kind of in like the thick of it when it comes to like having a newborn and just leaving the hospital. And I told her like, I know that this seems like the hardest thing in the world. And it is like totally valid. Like you just birthed a child, your body's having all these hormones. Like it is hard. But I said, I promise you in like 30 days, 60 days, like that short amount of time, you will look back and they'll be the most beautiful parts. Like you will look at the hardest most challenging things as the things you're so grateful for and the things that you see as like such beauty. Yeah. And that's just to encourage maybe like a new parent out there or someone who's kind of in like the thick of it. And it may not even be a newborn. It can be somebody who has a toddler who like wants to talk back every day. And like, I promise you if you through prayer and like intentional time with them and just asking God, like, what do I do about this? Like whenever you look back on that time, you'll think, wow, I did it. Like, and it was really challenging and hard, but now it's kind of the best because I freaking did it. Like, Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Okay, so our next question is, how do you balance kids and their activities with your stuff? Example, hobbies, dates, friends, etc. Like all of our dreams, all of our dreams and goals. Like how would we, I don't know, I guess, yeah, balance Ooh. it. Which I think, okay, so first of all, I... I'm kind of learning this lately, but when it comes to parenting, I really don't think there is such thing as a balance. Um, I think it's kind of just asking God daily, 
Lord, like, what do you have for me today? How can I be the best mom? How can I be the best wife? Not the best in the world. I don't want to be the perfect mom and wife, but how can I be the best wife to Tyler, the best mom to these kids? And it honestly looks different every day. And some days I'm allowed to, when I say allowed, like my time allows me, my schedule allows me, um, to do the things I love. Like this podcast, for example, when Gwen's in school, I take George with me. Cammie's mom will sometimes watch him. We'll do this podcast. Like it really is kind of like an ebb and flow daily. And we really, I feel like babe are really good about just figuring out each other's schedules weekly and figuring out how to like support what each other does. Like for instance, tonight doing this podcast, you just got back from a hockey game. Yes. No. And that's, that goes back to just like the core of marriage is like, I mean, Amanda knew, we both knew our, you know, goals and dreams and hobbies. And um, before we had kids, Amanda knew that I loved playing hockey, you know, one uh, one night a week. And, you know, Amanda and Cammy had their time too. So I feel like we were real good knowing like the things that we liked and wanted. And, um, you know, it's, it's super um, helpful to have a partner that supports those things too, because it's not just like going for me anyways. Of course I like love playing hockey cause it's, I've loved it since I was a little kid, but it's also like a huge stress reliever from yeah, whether we release. work and if your you know, mind is just all over the place, like it's for me, it's just such a good exercise physically and mentally. So uh, it makes me uh, super appreciative that Amanda, you know, is totally cool with me doing that and then in return it's like you know i want to uh do anything i can to let her have her time too and then so yeah i think we do a real good job of and i think you have to know like your spouse's personality because i'm just a dreamer by nature so if it was up to me i would have 50 hours in the day and i would be doing a bajillion different things because i genuinely like to do a lot of things i love to paint i love to do music with I mean Tyler plays music all the time he plays for our worship team at church so that's kind of something we bonded on we love music we love I love this podcast I'm I love photography like they're just I love helping people Enneagram too hello there's just so many things that I would be doing if I could but I think that at the end of the day you have to ask yourself and know like okay God what season do you have me in right now and right now he's giving me two precious children who need me right now. Like for sure. there's going to come a time when they're in kindergarten or they're, oh my gosh, I'm not ready for it. Like seniors in high school and they're not going to need as much of me physically and emotionally as they do right now. Yeah. And I don't want to get so wrapped up in my interest, in my hobbies, in my wants and my desires that I lose sight of theirs. Like I want to be so intentional with them right now because I know that this is the time I can be like right now they're not 16. Like they don't have keys to like leave the house yeah. and disobey us and like go wherever they want. Like right now I get to really love on them and I get to really shape them in my motherhood. Yeah. And we're, we're just getting into the phase of kids activities. I mean, Gwen has school, mm-hmm. you know, three days a week and mm-hmm. then she does ballet and out, tap. Yeah, it's really cute. Ballet once a week, which, you know, it's like once your once your kid, starts doing something like that and then you see the happiness that they have in that mm-hmm. it kind of it like trumps not, it not, your it desires not, it, not that it, yeah it doesn't push your dreams aside but no. you just are like it's yeah so i want cute. you to do that i know yeah, it's like getting that, to shape I'll, them i'll sacrifice it's the sweetest it's not even a sacrifice because like no you said, it's you just see your fun kid doing something like that it's oh my gosh it's pretty it's the best like little girls putting on tap shoes i'm not really sure there's anything cuter than that <laughs> it's it's 
pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty but... cute. So yeah, I think that <clears throat> kind of just wrapping that question up, for me, it's definitely just asking God what season I'm in and focusing on that and knowing that every season is different and it will change. Like there will be a time when I can do all these hobbies and I really believe that I'm going to be really thankful that I push them to like number two and number three in order to mother these like precious blessings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing I would say that would be really helpful when it comes to that is just not looking to the friends that don't have kids. And we, we actually have a lot of friends that don't have kids and it's been really cool uh, to see like how they get to hang out with us, like in our kids because their schedules may be a little bit more flexible. Um, but I think it is important too to find your community and your people that you can walk alongside different seasons with and ask questions with. And it makes you feel not as alone when it comes to these like different parts of parenting. Yeah, no, absolutely. It could be, you're, you're totally right because it's, we're fortunate enough to have like friends from church that are, um, married couples or single people or, you know, that, um, we love hanging out with, but you know, it, it is, it is tough when the, the different lifestyles, um, so having couples with kids and we're very fortunate enough that we have a, a you know, a lot of our, or at least a lot of my closest friends from, you know, high school that were groomsmen in my wedding and stuff, we all have, you know, uh, kids around the same age and, uh, very fortunate enough to, you know, I grew up with three cousins and we all have kids within a year of each other. So, um, community wise on the, on that aspect, we're, we're very fortunate because we're comfortable enough to hang out with these people, talk to them about our struggles and we can, you know, lightheartedly talk about it or we can, you know, go in depth and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about, you know, some struggles we may be having that day or whatever. So yeah, community's huge and it just, it, it, it'll keep you, you know, in check and it also, you know, inspire you too because there's, we're fortunate because a lot of the people that, sur- you know, surround us with kids, they're really good parents and you can learn from them for sure. So, um, I think, yeah, find you some people with kids. Find your people. Find you find some your, people with kids. Find your kid people. Um, and I think it's really important because we are both, we have, Tyler and I have such different personalities, but in the best way, like they mesh together so well. And I tend to be, like I, we've talked, Cami and I have talked about this on the podcast before, but I tend to be somebody who is not going to start something until everything else is perfect. And something that you did, babe, recently was I kind of had this like meltdown day. Oh, I, we have to share the story because it's really funny. This goes back to like the hobbies. You had, you were getting ready to go leave for hockey. Do you know what story I'm going to tell? I'm about to tell. And we were in the garage and I had both the kids and I'll just, okay, okay. Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay so I think I know. you're getting ready to leave. And I say, and I like, I could, I, I could feel it like bubbling up and I knew like, this is not going to be good. Like, why are you going to say this? But I just totally did and let it out. And I said, oh yeah, because you can just leave whenever you want. So go ahead and go. <laughs> yeah. And like, as soon as I said it, I thought, Amanda, like, why did you say that? That was like such a low blow. Like he does so much. He's such a hands-on dad. He takes care of them all the time. But I had just had this day where I felt like parenting was really hard and being a mom was really hard. And I hadn't gotten like one second to myself and I just was kind of at a breaking point, which side note, totally my fault. Like you can easily start every day with prayer. And even if you don't have time 
or, you know, just like an hour in your day to like dive into God's word, like you can always pray and you can always ask him for help. And that's something that I realized when I do not do that, it just sets me up for failure. And so I had had one of those bad days and where everything was just hard and Gwen argued with me and George needed the boob 24 seven. And, and I said, yeah, cause you can just leave whenever you want. And he was like, well, what's that supposed to mean? And we kind of like got into this like conversation from there. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, it, it was it was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, oh, I don't know how to answer that one. So once that happened, you did a really good job of just kind of saying, okay, well, clearly something is missing here for you to like come at me with those words. And so what did you do? We started designating time for you to have your time. Yes, but you were, or... you were really good about scheduling it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, because it, you're right. I mean, it's, this is not a one man show. So if you're not, if you're not checking in on yourself and refreshing yourself and getting things right in that aspect, you know, how are you, how are you supposed to be a good, you know, spouse and a parent if, if you're not, you know, in, in, in the right mindset and that, that can come from just being in silent. I mean, for me, it's like, I like just driving and listening to music on the way to hockey or playing hockey and it could be it's completely different for you but you got to have that alone time to just kind of just refresh and reset. And I was just super grateful that you took the time out after that to figure out like okay, let's do like a heart check cuz clearly it's more than just it's more than just time alone or it's more than like you having a bad day. Like this is something clearly that's been on your mind yeah. and on your heart. And so just this past week, Tyler got out like our family calendar and was like, okay, from two to five today, you're going to have creative time. And from two to four on this day, you're going to have time to just like go work on, you know, editing or the podcast or whatever it is you want to work on. And so I think it's really important all that to say, I think it's really important for you to encourage your spouse in any of their interests because moms out there, like whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you work, like whatever it is that your mothering looks like. If you can find just like an hour of the day or maybe it's not even that. Maybe there's like physically no way you can get an hour in the day. But maybe if you can get like a Saturday morning of like two or three hours to yourself. Like I just highly encourage you to do that and to find the time that people and the Lord and friends can pour into you so that you can go and pour back out into your kids. Because it does take a lot of energy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I recommend that on all levels whether you have a, a kid whether you're single whether you're married just the, the the you time and time that you can spend with with god and prayer and just quiet time if that's what you like i mean it's right. just it's a it's it's super pivotal especially with a spouse and kids i think okay so the next question is who disciplines the most and how are we like different in that and also how this is not this is not in the question but also, how do we like not get in a fight over it afterwards? Because I feel like I've seen some parents fight about like disciplining styles. Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we ever had a problem with that. At least like knowing how we, in a weird way, like knowing how we were going to discipline our kids. I feel like yeah, we kind of just like it kind from, of just worked from the get go. It just I feel like we just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I just feel like. I knew that you'd be comfortable the way I disciplined. And every time we, we'd seem to talk about it, I don't think we ever had views that were just completely different. Opposite, right. I, mean, I think we've had to make some decisions that, you know, 
together, of course, but um, at this point, with Gwen being three... Yeah, we don't George... really do much disciplining with a three-month-old. Yeah, no. Yet. So we're really only disciplining one child who is a little bit of a sassy cat. Yeah, she's a three-nager for sure, but um, it's so situational. I mean... It, it depends on the day and it depends, but we totally are 50 50. I think, yeah. I think we both do a good job and I think we both do a really good job, which this is a huge recommendation, but be, be supportive of your spouse mm-hmm. during oh, those sure. discipline times because the kid notices that. They, and she, like, she, Gwen totally notices. I think we do a really good job and we attempt and we try all the time to do that is whether if, um, you know, you're disciplining her and she's kind of, you know, fighting against it. And I, you know, support you in that, or you support me. The kid sees that and, you know, it just shows it's a team effort, but, um, which this is really funny. Like side note, when we were pregnant, we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl and Cammie had a dream. She will love that. I'm sharing this. She had a dream and she was like, Amanda, you are having a girl. And, and I was like, how do you know this? Blah, blah. And, she was like, we were on this vacation with you guys and we were on a beach and this little girl was kind of bickering with you, but like, she was like, in the dream, I knew it was your daughter and you guys were kind of going back and forth. And then Tyler came in and was like, pointed to her and was like, okay, you need to respect your mother. And then he pointed back at you and was like, and you need to be more mature with your daughter. Like you guys are, you, you know, you need to like be the bigger person and not try to argue back, which now we, Cammy and I laughed so hard because we're like, oh my gosh, this is Gwen. Like. The, the dream hasn't even come to fruition yet, but, like, we just know it's going to happen because of Gwen's personality now. Like, there's, even as a three-year-old, there's been situations where I'll find myself, like, it'll it's hard to discipline because she's so smart and she can talk her way out of stuff. And she's really funny sometimes when she tries to, when she's mad or being sassy or whatever. And so I will say, like, it's kind of, Tom and I are, like, the yin and yang of, of disciplining and if I can't do it or if she doesn't quite listen to me, like the minute Tyler comes in, like you better believe she is whipped into shape. Yeah. And it's sad sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just goes to show how important, I mean, the combination of a, of a male and a female, you know, raising kids. I think it's, I mean, for us, it's just, Amanda can discipline Gwen in a specific way that I like only them two can I, I guess kind of understand just being females and then I think it's you know great to have a male role model too I mean that's some of the biggest things I took away were you know from my dad and granddad and um you know and I've how... said this to you before babe but you are to me, literally the lion and the lamb, like as when it comes to being a dad to Gwen, just like Jesus is to us. And I, and I really do believe that you paint the best picture. Well, I know you do because God designed you to be her dad, but you paint the best picture of an earthly father to her. And she is going to know the father's love for us because of the way you parent her. And you are gentle like the lamb when you need to be, and you are stern and 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 very not strict necessarily but you're just very um you get to the point when you need to you're the lion when you need to be and i just love that she has that in you because i have the kind of personality where if if we're just not vibing and she's kind of like we're we're not on the same page i mean i think i've literally said to you before like i'm on survival mode today (laughs) and like that's when you come in just like gentle and kind and sweet and just totally like reset for both of us yeah i mean it's 
It's a difficult thing because you want to, you just like, you want to be the friend sometimes or most, most all the time. I just want to be like the hero for her. But at the same time, there's situations where you kind of have to be stern and. But I think know. even in being stern, I think that you're still the hero and she'll know that the older she gets. Yeah. I mean, I, let's hope so. I mean, and then you, you, Amanda and Gwen's personalities are pretty, pretty identical and you know, her family talks about that all the time and. You know, what's something that's really cool is that her dad, her Amanda's dad and I are kind of similar in a, in a sense of our personalities and our demeanors. Actually, everyone that meets my dad and that knows Tyler is like, Amanda, you married your dad. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Like, let's not yeah. say that anymore. But I'm just, but, you but know. a good thing with that is... He, yeah, I love he, my dad, he, but he like... Re- he recognizes that Gwen is so much like Amanda. And he said that, you know, one of the good things about them being stubborn like that is that he never had to worry about her and... Um, her, you know, straying off the beaten path because she was going to go down her own, which is hopefully a, a good one. So Amanda turned out great. Yeah, so look at me. I'm, I'm perfect. I'm just hoping that <laughs> this just falls right into place. Um, okay, so our next question is, where have we found the Lord most in parenting? This is a really good one. Oh, found the Lord in parenting. I mean... It's got for me. It's just got to be the the selflessness. I think we talked about another question, but man, I mean the the love and the sacrifices that you would make for your children is just it's you 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 would do anything. Yeah, you do anything. I mean, that's the bottom line. You would do anything, and I think that's one of the closest things we can get to is God would do anything for us. Um, because it is, it's the weirdest feeling and yeah, you just can't, you can't, you can't really fathom it any other way. Um, and you got to ask for so much grace from God parenting too, because there's, there's such a sense of like, at least for us, I know we just want to do so good and we want to be the best parents we can be and we want to raise our kids to be, you know, disciples of Christ. And I don't think we put that extra pressure on ourselves, but no, it, it, it requires prayer. It, prayer. And it, it makes you just want to ask God, like, just please give me all the tools I need because you do, you feel like this over, you feel like this just heavy weight of responsibility and not heavy in like a bad way, but yeah, it's not bad at all. And no. it's like, it's like you've been entrusted with a soul. Yeah. It's almost, it's like an exciting type of trust and, but man, it is. It's big and it's heavy, and and I've never, for me personally, I've never understood God's love for us more than when I became a mom. Um, just because of even the even the things that like God writes out for us in the Bible, where He's you know telling us if we do this, like we will suffer in this way, and if we do this, we will suffer in this way, and He doesn't give us these. He doesn't give us rules because He wants to come in and create a law, or because He thinks that. We need to, you know, we need another law to follow. Like he creates these for us as literally a map for life because he wants the best for us. And in the same way in parenting, it's like we want to create these blueprints, whether it's like disciplining or loving them or guiding them, like whatever it is, we create boundaries, not because we want them to have a dull, boring life, but because we love them so much and we want them to have a successful, fruitful life. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Another note too, it's like, 
you experience a different type of joy than like you can possibly imagine like oh yeah it's so much there's joys like the joy of getting married is is a surreal thing and the joy of like going through marriage is amazing but there's just a completely different atmosphere when it's well, and your love created this child yeah, when together. You're, yeah, and you see your children that, you know, you created with, you know, your spouse that you committed your life to. It's just, the joy is unbelievable, and it just trumps, it It just, it trumps any hard days, or it, it trumps any that, yeah, difficult if time. Yeah, if there's ever, like, a difficult day, then at the end of the day, like, Gwen could have made me, like, just push me to my limits or pushed every button, yeah. or George could have, like, physically needed me all day and still when we put them to bed i just think my heart could just like burst into a million pieces because well, like i love them so like much today gwen was gwen was being stubborn and tough but then like you walk by the fridge and she's got this like donuts with dad picture on the fridge that she made for we had donuts with dad last week and it's just like are you kidding me like i get to do like Aww. like really I get to be a dad and yeah. do donuts with dad. Oh, yeah. That's like my jam when donuts with dad. Oh, yeah. When the yearly donuts with dad comes up. Where I am all about it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But it's it's those types of things that just you just you can't really describe it until you're there. And um... and yeah, it's like God, God wants the very, very best for our lives. And I think that's what I've learned I've learned that in a deeper way that he wants the best for my life. Still at 30 years old, like he's not done. He's still parenting me. He's still guiding me. He is still the beginning and the end. And I I feel like I've learned that more about him through my mothering to Gwen and George. I feel like I'm learning, you know, I want them to know, like, the, like I said earlier, it's not a set of rules that we make because we're these super strict, mean parents. It's because we love you so much and – you need discipline just like we do. Like just as adults, like we need disciplining from Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And the very last question, sorry guys, I have a bits of allergies. That's why I'm like coughing a little bit in the background, but the very last question to wrap this up is what is the best advice you would give to somebody who is entering into the season of parenthood? Me or you? What do you think? Okay, I'll go. Um, I would say, of course, prayer. And then I would say to be patient um, because there are going to be situations and feelings that you've never felt before. And just to embrace it all, embrace the good and the bad and the days you're tired because I think you said earlier, it's like, you know, when you have a newborn and you're not sleeping and you just you just don't know when it's going to end, the next thing you know, three months go by and your kid's and you're sleeping it. through the night yeah. and you're just like, I don't remember that. It's like, but you remember the nights where maybe you, you know, I, I remember multiple nights just being able to rock and win and I remember being so exhausted, but I don't, I don't it's like I don't remember the tired feeling. I know I was, but I, rem, I, I, I could like visually remember like rocking her, yeah. and it's like really those like... are those are memories. It's like, and those are things that like I'll, I'll always remember. And it's but you have to embrace them. And I know that I've, I've failed at that because you just it's it's a human thing to just be like, man, I need sleep. I, 
uh, this kid is crying. Like, what is going on? Yeah, it's really easy to focus on the things that you're missing. Just to get past it as yeah. opposed to just like, man, just take it all in because it's like, it's such a cliche thing, but it, like, time seems like it's sped up. It speeds up the... the it does. The older our kids are getting, it's like, and they're the not faster, even old. No. They're three. I mean, Gwen's three, but it's it, it doesn't seem... I told this to Cammy even and to you, babe, but with George like being our second, because I'm having to share attention now with our, you know, Gwen, I have two children. It feels like this stage of like newborn is going by even quicker than it did with Gwen. And it's almost like, I feel like I can't quite grasp it. Like, I feel like I'm trying every day to soak in like every single moment. And that's something I've learned with the first kid versus the second kid is that I know now that these seasons come to an end, like, you know, I know Gwen as like a chubby little baby yeah. ended. And so with George, I'm trying to like hang on to that season so tight because I know how quick it goes yeah. this time. Yeah. Just embrace your, embrace your child, embrace your wife and embrace all those moments because, you know, you talk about the kids too, but you, there's moments that you'll just remember forever from your spouse and you get a whole new respect for how strong, I mean, for, for me, I, I have all the respect for Amanda and how strong she is, mm-hmm. you know, as a mother and, and how, I, you know, how lucky I am. And it's just, uh, yeah, I, I just embrace it all, take it all in. And yeah, when you're tired, just drink second. coffee. And yeah, I mean, you just, just go. Just... Tyler has been known to make two, uh, today included, has been known to make two Starbucks runs in one day for oh, me. Oh, we didn't even do that at the first. Yeah. Yeah, we went to Starbucks twice. It's today. okay. It's nighttime because Amanda they had, know. Amanda had we a can... struggle bus day. And oh my gosh. Did I, I ever. Her, yeah. Two double shots. Two grande Two double grande shots. double shots. No. No. One was a venti. <laughs> one was a venti. One yeah. was a venti. The second was a grande because I was like, I should not have two ventis on it. Like, that's unhealthy. And normally, like, I'm not like... I drink a ton of water, just to clarify, so I am healthy, you guys, but, like, today I, like, literally needed espresso. Like, it yeah. was bad. It was a struggle bus day. It was one of those days where, like, if I didn't have kids, I would totally just sit in bed and, like, binge watch the Kardashians, but I was like, nope, gotta get up. Gotta mom these two kids. Yeah, and if you want to raise your kids the right way, and Gwen is going to Starbucks so much. She calls it muffin water. She wants mu- she, <laughs> muffin There's water. that. And so there's that. I don't know what that says about our parenting, but she calls a venti water muffin water because that's where you get a muffin. It's Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, embrace it all. It's it's good. Life is good. And I would say, uh, just for me, advice, like when it comes to being a mom, is to find your people, find the women that you can just vent to, and they're not going to judge you, and they'll say, like, it's okay to have a hard day. It's okay to feel all the feels. Um, and if you're, yeah, just if you're struggling, make sure you find women who can speak life into you and who know how hard that it can be. Um, I would say the second thing is to just, well, first, what Tyler said, prayer. First and foremost is prayer. Um, and just asking Jesus for strength that day because here's the thing. At the end of the day, I cannot be a mom alone. Like I need, 100% need, need God's help and the word of God to show me how to steward these lives every day and just to know that every season comes to an end. And I learned that really quickly with our first and now with our second, I'm just hanging on to all the good and the bad and the really, really tough parts, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) the really tough parts to me are what make the beautiful parts that much sweeter. And 
if you can just see the beauty in the hard seasons, like it's, it's just so beautiful to know that this is all a blessing. Like, and this just reminds me, like, I'm going to share this on our Instagram story, babe, because this kind of just wraps up this episode really well, but you do a really, really good job of laughing in the hard moments. And that will be my (laughs) final, final thing for this episode is just to learn to laugh in the hard moments because parenting is such a gift Life is such a gift. Your children are such a gift. And they're literally gifts to us from the Lord that you do something really funny. Whenever Gwen is having a meltdown or like just like screaming in the car, like it is so easy. Believe me, for me as a mom, like it is so easy for me to hear a screaming meltdown and just let it completely ruin my day or let it completely change my mood. And you have done such a good job of just laughing through it. Like Tyler will literally sing Bible nursery rhymes while she's having a meltdown and I have video to prove it. So after this episode, I will be sharing a few of those because they're pretty hysterical. Uh, He's laughing as I yeah, say this because no, he knows it's, it's true. It is. And it, it's like, it makes her so mad, but then it's really funny because it makes her so mad because I don't know why she, she, sometimes she'll just get mad and I'll just keep singing and she'll get really mad. But then I'll show she's her the video. She's so vi- angry that yeah. you're having such a good time while she's the, angry. But then I'll show her the video of the meltdown and she'll laugh and be like, Dada, that's funny. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. She's like, you got me there. Yeah. Okay, guys. So this has been episode 31. I'm Amanda. I'm Tyler. You say you're Tyler, babe. Big way to go. And we're basically basic husband episode. Parenting episode. Be basic. Be basic. Be blessed and be basic. Peace.